Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am here with my co-host, JC. Such a pleasure to see you, Wendy, and hear you. Glad to be back. In episode four or five in this series, Common Complaints About HR Departments, we want to talk about what should HR be focusing on, and it's a lot. (laughs) I think it all starts with uh, Super Bowl squares and March Madness, right? Hey, that could be it, you know, depending on where you're at, what your company culture is. And yeah, we're just there to, you know, serve cake and make sure the coffee's there. (laughs) (laughs) Employee complaints, Wendy, employee complaints that come to HR. What are we going to do about those at the end of the day? You know, there's there's some key ones out of a list here that I was able to source for you. This comes to us from Forbes.com and some amazing writers over there. But Summarize and reposition for our chat today. One of the first things that I have here is poorly defined employee roles is something that HR should focus on. Unclear job responsibilities can lead to job dissatisfaction. In some companies, employees may wear many hats and their roles may change over time. You know, we talked about this in one of our episodes earlier, but, you know, I really want to focus more even just about hiring. So, you know, we talked about job descriptions and making sure that it's super clear what people's responsibilities are. Otherwise, how can we hold them accountable? Uh, but hiring managers, you know, almost everybody's hiring these days. Hiring managers need to be honest with candidates about any ambiguity of their role. They need to seek those uh, candidates who are adaptable, creative and remain calm during changes. However, some roles do not require that. So if you want, if you're saying we want all our employees to be creative, I assure you, you do not. So <laughs> we, there are some roles that were like, no, you are a fact-based role and you are not to be creative. You are to stick to the facts and you are supposed to, you know, argue with everybody else who is not creative. So we do have to be careful about uh, when we're defining like our company culture, our company values. I've seen a few in, in, in um, clients have come to me and I'm like, yeah, you don't want everybody to be creative. I, I trust me, let's remove that from a requirement for everybody and just leave it in the creative roles. That's a fascinating point. And that could come down to our next point in the list here, transparency and hiring, being open and transparent with job applicants. It can actually reduce the number of questions and make the hiring process much smoother. Use technology, man. This is, I tell this to everybody, like, you know, get a careers website. Um, it doesn't, even if you're the least technical person it is, you can get this on any website forum. Um, even if you don't have an IT department, you can go to GoDaddy and create a website. They have everything there for you already, but create some kind of website or a Google Drive or something that says, Hey, candidates, go here, check out videos, check out pictures of our work environment so you could see that you're going to be working in a hot, sweaty environment or, you know, a, um, a dungeon <laughs> or you're going to be working at home. Here are all our benefits. These are our processes. These are our procedures. If you're brave enough, give them your, you know, samples of your employee handbook and your processes and procedures so they can go 
I don't want to work here or this is cool. I do want to work here. And then you can rule in or rule out candidates right away. So being transparent is so important, but you don't have to do it all yourself. You can use technology, take the time now, create a bunch of PDFs, PowerPoints, videos, whatever it is, it is, and put that on a careers page. So people already know where to go to. You are going to have to direct them there in the interview process though. What else should HR focus on? The next thing in our list here is unclear promotion criteria. When promotion cycles are completed, some employees might be left behind. They might feel upset. It is very important, and, and most employees um, want to know, okay, hey, I'm coming onto the team. Even if I was here before, I'm getting moved over to your team. How do I move up? And you need to also ask that employee, well, what do you mean by move up? For some employees, that just means how do I make more money? I don't want any more, a lot more responsibility. Like I don't want to manage people and, and bless them for realizing that that is very difficult. But how do I move up? How do I get a, a, a higher title? How do I get more benefits? How do I get, you know, more money is usually what it really is. And so companies should be very clear about here is our org chart now. Here's where we see it in the future. Uh, we don't have more management roles, but we have more project management roles or Ooh. we have more QC roles or quality assurance roles. Oh, I want to do that. I don't want to manage people. I want to manage things. So be, you know, clear, get creative. There's that word creative, get creative, ask, you know, your, your partners in crime, your other managers, your other executives, how can we make our org chart more um, appealing without actually creating more layers in our organization? You brought up a fantastic point. I do want to pin in on real quick here. Uh, Ms. Wendy, the HR lady. I think I have to say your name like that, kind of like when you say, you know, the full name of a celebrity. I got to always <laughs> make sure I say Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. So um, when, when we're thinking about the org chart and we're thinking about the changing workforce and dynamic, if we are going through organizational change and uh, we are embracing technology, there's a lot of skilled workers that you might not want to have walk out the door because you might be able to reposition those workers into different roles that take care of the technology. So just because you might have automation coming in play that will take a operating engineer out of the mix on the floor doesn't mean they have to go away. You could upskill uh, transition and, and through those job descriptions, as she described, plan for the future and try to move those employees into new skill sets and save yourself the time and hassle of uh, not only losing that knowledge base as it walks out the door, but having to go through the efforts of recruiting someone new that might not really fit with your culture. Yeah, that is a very valid point and has been greatly discussed. Um, and I, uh, we've done trainings as well on upskilling and reskilling and what the heck does that even mean? And it's really saying, you know, hey, we have employees um, we are replacing their current duties with technology, but this employee has been awesome and amazing and we don't want to get rid of them. You know, take the hardest thing that it is to um, retain employees is the fact that they want to work with your culture. Yeah. So if you can find somebody who other people get along with, they're a good worker, um, they, they've, you know, come to the table, they want to be part of your, your team and your culture, don't lose them just because you're reducing their technology skills. 
go ahead and get them into a training program. And I want to stop here for a second, JC, and let everybody know, because we have listeners all over the United States and, and some all over the world as well. But in the United States, every state has a lot of grants. So if you're a small company and you're going, I don't have money for training, Go to your, it's the local unemployment office. Um, it's usually called, you know, workforce, but there's the unemployment side of the unemployment office where people go to collect unemployment funds. And then there's the other side, which is for workers, um, to, possibly help them find employees and then train employees. But most all the states have some kind of grant program that you can send your employees uh, to these workforce centers either for free or partially free, or you could bring training to your organization. I do it. I have five clients right now that have found me through that program that, you know, they're partial. I'm partially getting paid from a grant and then from the company to help train their managers and then other people are getting paid to help train their their employees technical skills that they didn't have. So don't throw don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Make sure that you are going I want to keep this employee and I don't know what to do, but where are empty positions and can we train them and do they want to be trained? Um finally what I want to say about that is uh when you're asking somebody, do you want to be trained on X skill? They probably have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> so you need to, you need to paint the picture of this is what it's going to be. Here are the steps. You know, we're here by the, by your side. We have confidence in you. I know you don't know this right now, but we do have confidence in you. And sometimes that's all it takes for an employee to go, okay, put me in. I'm in coach. Yeah, exactly. Building that trust and, and leveraging that too. Look, the uh, next item that we have on the list here real quick. What should HR focus on? Increasing workload. Employees may complain about having too much work and not enough time. And their managers might not be receptive to their cries for help. Yeah, so this is where you can really talk to the managers. You could talk to the employees and you kind of do like a case study. And then you present the case study in as, um, you know, as least complicated terms as possible, kind of like as a one page summary to your executive say, okay, I've looked at this information. Um, now HR, this is also where you have to lean on your, your finance and counting department too, to say, okay, what are the costs associated with this? What are we losing if an employee leaves? And we've known that they have left because they've been, you know, we've had turnover in this department. What does it really cost us? And so accounting can help you pull all that information and say, cost us this and and job ads. Okay, did we track the time of all the people involved in those job interviews? No, okay, can we do it moving forward? Because time is money. So really getting down to the return on investment or the loss of return on investment of losing employees and then, okay, Let's just try to um, maybe hire somebody part time to help in this department. Let's let's implement training. This is what the cost is going to be, the actual cost, the loss of productivity time. So um, often HR does just go there and say, hey, you know, this this manager is a problem. We have a lot of turnover, but you really kind of have to deter- turn into a de- de- detective as well. But don't do it alone. Get other people involved so that you can start tracking time and costs and then saying, here is my case study. If we implement this training for managers, if we implement, um, I don't know, maybe another uh, assistant for this manager, this in the end, we're actually going to make money. And I've already worked this through with my accounting department and my CFO. I'm- and so... You know, very, very important. I'm I'm thinking probably just like some listeners are. The second you said investigator, 
Uh, I instantly thought my Hawaiian shirt and time to grow a mustache. Don't go that far. Don't go that far. Hey, look, well, the, uh, I mean, de- depending on your culture, you can. <laughs> <laughs> the last item on the list here of what HR should focus on, difficult managers. Employees often come to HR with complaints about their managers. Clashes in personalities and working styles are sometimes common issues. Over to you. We've talked about this a little bit, you know, often we promote people into management because we're desperate. And then we, we say on a, you know, Tuesday, Hey, you're going to be a manager starting tomorrow. And then Wednesday they come back like, okay, go. And we've given them no training. And so training is super important. Uh, managers can improve their emotional intelligence by seeking feedback from the colleagues around them um, and the people that they're working with. And they, you could also assign them a mentor. It doesn't have to be HR, but it could be another experienced manager who's really a really good manager and wants to help other people. Remember, you're going to have to take a little bit off of that manager's plate, though, if you're assigning them to be a man- mentor to a new manager who doesn't have the experience. Um, practicing scenarios. This is what I do in my trainings when I'm doing management trainings. I say, okay, um, you know, me and whoever my point of contact is at the company, we've created scenarios. And then I put managers into little work groups, three or four people and say, you work out this scenario. You guys over here work out this scenario. And then let's all talk about it. And when they have to really work out a real life scenario and then talk about it in front of their peers, oh, it makes it a lot real. Yeah. yeah. And then what happens though is now they become like, um, they come mentors to each other because they're like, Hey, remember when we were in that class and you dealt with that crappy situation? Um, in that fake scenario. I'm dealing with it right now. Can you tell me what to do? And so guess what? Now your managers become a support group of each other. It's amazing. It's amazing. HR doesn't have to do it all. Well, thanks for listening to episode four of our five-part series on common complaints about HR departments. In our next episode, episode five, we're going to cover, oh, what if HR is the problem? Thanks for joining us. We'll, we'll, see and you'll hear from us soon i got to figure out a better way to close that we'll chat with you soon (laughs) thank you for joining the hr empowerment podcast brought to you by aurora training advantage we hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the hr profession we look forward to you joining us again on the hr empowerment podcast